welcome to machine learning. Power BI is pretty interesting. I uh, started working with that program and uh, one of the things that it has is a shared data set. And the reason why that's important is that it separates <clears throat> it separates the user interface from the um, from the data and uh, so one of the reasons I see immediately why SSRS and Power BI or Power BI is the uh, next generation of reporting is that um, everything that you can do in SSRS uh, is pretty much recreatable in Power BI. It has a different look and interface, like you have slicers instead of drop-down list and parameters that you send to your uh, shared data set. But uh, it's more automated, and because it is more automated, it's better. So then your focus becomes uh, getting your data into the shared data set, and that can be in the form of uh, SQL queries that are doing lots of subquerying, or if you um, have built a data warehouse, then you can uh, just do inner joins and between your dimension tables and your fact tables, and you can just get your data back that way, and it's a lot simpler. And so then, uh, as you pull in your, your fact table, you can then bind that automatically to your dimensions um, by letting it detect the relationships by key. So it would then establish its uh, primary key, foreign key relationship, and, and then it would form your star, uh, star schema. So this is really nice because then once you have your data set up in your warehouse, then you can easily consume it in with your uh, Power BI reporting. And uh, it has things like uh, graphs, trends. You can do clusters with uh, bar charts. Uh, you can set up a, a pie chart. Um, uh, there you have a, a, a donut chart and these are you could get subtotaling by um, different categories and so your values you are have different aggregation types so you can select uh, whether it's uh, average median standard deviation some count those are just some of the the functions that could be applied to numeric values and so you can just set that up inside of each one of your uh, graphs. And then just like a spreadsheet, you can add multiple tabs. And so uh, if you can't fit everything on your first page, then you put it on a second. And then it should probably have some logical groupings for your categories uh, for each of the pages. So, you know, it kind of tells a story. And then you can also do drill down from, uh, from one page, from one, page to another and so that gives you kind of the power of power bi 
One of the ones that I found was really interesting is its uh, map capability. And uh, so I was able to uh, look at some of the pro some project information and uh, link it by a um, city where it occurred and um, or a state. In this case, I think I was by state. And then I could see on a map, uh, kind of like an overall picture of where all the activity was occurring over the United States. And then I was able to set up some slicers that were able to break it apart by different project managers or uh, uh, by state or by time. <clears throat> and then I was also able to then set up another slicer which uh, was able to look at different statuses and so then I was able to narrow it down uh, and get kind of a geographical feel for where things were occurring and um, so I really like that capability and another capability that it has is um, um, for um, using cards so you can use cards with one value or cards with multiple values and in the case when I was looking at this with some financials it didn't seem like the Power BI was uh, working great for the cards on that one so what I did is I used a, a, a cluster graph which is a bar graph and uh, then my accumulations per month made more sense because I could see the accumulation changes per month and I could then graph that out and uh, and then that looked better from a trend standpoint I could see the change in the trend versus uh, trying to get an accumulation so that's some of the the, the widgets themselves um, and their range of functionality will determine which ones you would use um, and then you could also, if you want, if you have it in a table form and the way the data is looking correct, you can also just draw, um, click on, you can copy it and then click on one of the graphs and it will then correctly model that data that way. So that was kind of like a aha moment. And it was a, it's a, it's a way to verify um, that the data is correctly being modeled is first put it in a table view widget and see the columns and everything the way you want it and then uh, select on a, a graph and then the graph will then correctly represent that data. Um, so one of the uh, things too that you can do with your data is uh, you, can, you can change some of the subtotaling. For example, it didn't make sense to subtotal uh, on the columns because I was running accumulations, so account balances per, per month, and it didn't make sense to do the accumulation that way, but it did make uh, sense to accumulate on the rows. So then I would take all the rows, like row one, one row two, for column one, and I want to subtotal those. And that would then show me, uh, for that period, the, the total. 
but it didn't make any sense to take all the columns and then total it because those were accumulation uh, values. The count balances are accumulation values. So uh, what you do is you go to the format filter and in the, the formatting filters, uh, you can turn off your subtotaling on columns or you can turn off your subtotaling on rows. So that was a little tricky uh, figuring that out because that's not intuitively intuitive where it would um, where you would turn the subtotaling off. Yeah, um, but it's on formatting, so that's that was one of the things I learned today and felt good about. Um, but uh, I I'm really looking forward to learning how to use. Python with Power BI. Now I've learned that you can use uh, Python with uh, SSRS, and you can show some of your your um, graphs, Python graphs in SSRS. But uh, I want to learn how to connect directly into the Power BI data sets using Python, and then I can use some of my classifiers for machine learning. Uh, that would really enhance the capabilities of what I've been able to do so far. So I could use it, again, you can use uh, your, your machine learning to basically do one of five things. Figure out what the uh, trends are through regression, do classification, and uh, third thing is do clustering, like with k-means. And um, fourth thing is look for things that are weird um, in the data. Look for your outliers. And the fifth thing is to formulate strategy and uh, see if you can get the, through iterative learning, get the machine to find the optimum uh, solutions of states. So basically through those optimum state solutions of states, you're retaining uh, memory. And that's uh, where deep learning comes in. So reinforcement learning really is an iterative process to train deep learning. So that's the next, gener that's the next step forward in uh, computational theory. But as far as getting a machine to think like a human being, that's got to be ridiculous. That's just so far out there. And uh, just to get something um, working in business is a, will be a major challenge. And if you get uh, any AI ML implemented, you've done a fantastic job.